my count off was that? I don't know. I don't know. But there's a special kind of spirit when you get two Texans on the show together. Is, is, you can't talk, uh, right? Hey, y'all. This is Cross Politic. Welcome to the Midweek Fix. Pastor Toby Chalk Docs. I'm the water boy. It's good to be with you guys. And we got a special guest. Yes. Yeah, All Texans are special guests. <laughs> um, but particularly, Don Huffines, running for governor of Texas. He's pretty so excited, excited to have him on. It's like you're living in Texas I know, right no, now. There, there's like special energy in you my heart right now. You want to trade Governor Little. You want to trade Governor Little. For Don. Yes, yes, sir. You do. Yes, sir. That's a fair, that's a fair trade. I Texas can have you, Governor Little. <laughs> hey, y'all. We're going to be in Rapid City. Is no, my Rapid City? Oh, this no. Fort Worth. We're actually going to be in Fort Worth. After all that. You can't Mar- even, I know. I can't even. I, I messed up the shirt thing. <laughs> um, uh, March 16th, we're going to be doing a live show in uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, and Fort Worth area. Uh, with uh, we're gonna have special guest Dr. Peter McCullough. We're gonna have actually okay. uh, uh, um, uh, Don's competitor Chad Prather on right. the show, right? Oh. And then uh, Pastor Wilson is gonna be on the show. It's gonna be a live show in front of a live audience, and we're gonna record it, and it'll be up on TV. Don later. might be there sabotaging the whole thing. Would be really fun. <laughs> yeah, to maybe watch. I'll just show up. <laughs> he, to- he totally. You should come on stage with a bottle of scotch and share with everybody. We'll invite you right on stage. Oh, hey, there we go. Hey, hey, that's a real invitation. That's uh, a real invitation. Nick for. Farrar left his job as an air traffic controller where he defied federal tyranny by refusing the vaccine. Now he's working full-time at the Reformed Sage to support his family and make incredible merchandise for you and yours. Founded in 2018, the Reformed Sage exists to edify Christians with products and services that build the kingdom of God and proclaim the gospel to all. If you have yet to take a look at their website, what are you doing? Get over there right now. Check them out at reformedsage.com. Com. Tell them we sent you by using promo code FLF22 for a 10% off your first order. Again, that's reformedsage.com and promo code FLF22. Support those who support us. That's right. I, I love that. I love that how you start that business. Like, yeah. I need to provide for my family. I'm yeah. going to get into it. That's I'm not, cool. I'm not I'm doing the vaccine. I'm going to take care of my family. That. Hey, as you've already heard, we are very grateful to have Mr. Don Huffines. He's a proud fifth generation Texan, Amen. husband, father, grandfather. And businessman, Don served in the Texas State Senate while representing Dallas County's District 16 for two legislative sessions. The only Texas State Senator in history to never accept a penny of government money during his tenure. Wow. The only one? Don's work also resulted in eliminating crooked and wasteful government agency called Dallas County Schools that stole tens of millions of dollars from Texas taxpayers. That's, that's, that's not the only one, though. There's a lot of public <laughs> school <laughs> out there. But what's new? He and his wife of 34 years, Mary Catherine, have five adult children, wow. four grandkids, and he's now running for Texas governor. Mr. Huffines, thank you for joining us on Cross Politic. Oh, thank you for having me on, guys. This is exciting. This could be fun. I think so. Uh, we hope so. <laughs> it is. You know, it is. The first question <laughs> I've got for you, Don, is if you're the only state senator who never got paid for your work, do you have any friends? <laughs> well, according to the Secretary of the Senate, I'm the only elected office holder that's ever been in Austin that, that didn't take any money. And that wow. includes no reimbursements, no travel vouchers, no pension. I didn't even use their office furniture because it was really <laughs> ugly. <laughs> uh, but I, 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 I say that, look, I don't have any, I, I never worked for the government. I never will. But if, I don't have anything against somebody that does, but sure. it, the government didn't hire me. The people hired me, mm. and, and I'm and I'm going to do the same thing when I'm governor. I'm never taking a salary or pension or anything else because the people have hired me. I work for the people, not the government. Now, now, Don, God, God bless we, Texas. We got- 
Okay. <laughs> but um, there, there's a couple things. First of all, the the, the crowd of people running for uh, the primaries is kind of crowded. And and then and then secondly, this is kind of a two part question because it's all connected in my mind. Um, Texas is almost blue. What what's going on in, in my the country that I was born in? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you got the pride that most Texans have because we're we're a prideful lot and we should be. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we we've lost our swagger. We don't have the the step that we used to have. We're not the tip of the spear. And as you just said, Texas is going blue. It really is. I mean, the left have taken over all the major metropolitan areas in the state, Mm -hmm. Dallas, Houston, Austin, San Antonio, El Paso, you name it. And it's not just the cities. It's the whole county where the city is located in. Mm -hmm. In Dallas County, for instance, I lost my Senate seat in 18 to a Democrat. (laughs) And and the Democrats now have taken over the entire county. And Trump barely got 30 percent of the vote in Dallas County. Wow. And that poison is spreading everywhere. And I can tell you, guys, it's really because of one main reason, leadership. The Republicans, we control everything in Austin. We have for 20 years the House, the Senate and the governor's office. But we have no courageous leadership. We just don't. And that is a solution to the culture war. It's a solution to everything. People love a leader. I'll just point out to you what's happened in Florida when they got DeSantis. You know, that used to be 50-50, and now it's redder than ever. It's getting redder by the day because they finally have a leader. Wow. I mean, yeah. So that that's significant, and that's what my campaign's about. It's leadership, no excuses, because our, our current governor is a rhino. He's a Republican in name only. He's a political windsock blowing in the wind, and he doesn't have that following. Nobody believes what he, he's a fraudulent conservative. He's, and so we've got a problem in Texas, and we're, it's going to get worse and worse. But you're also running against Alan West, Chad Prather. There's a number of other candidates in the race. How, and, and, of course, Governor Abbott is running for the primaries. How? Like, yeah, but let's be honest, though. West, he, he ain't from Texas. <laughs> he's a carpetbagger. Let's just be honest. Let's just keep it 100. He's adopted. And that's fine. Texas like adopted people. That's okay. But yeah. he ain't from Texas. So how are you, no. uh, like, <laughs> what are the odds of you getting elected uh, in the primaries? Well, here's, here's we're right on the schedule where we thought we would be in this campaign. I got into the race, entered the race in May, and and we're just right there. Finally, the last few weeks, the voters are paying attention. And when they do, I'm skyrocketing up in the polls. I'm yeah. moving up very fast because when I get my message out, 70 to 80 percent of the people mm. will hear it and, and and they want me to be governor And because Republican primary voters in Texas are smart. There's like seven or eight people running yeah. and some we never really heard of. Right. But, you know, I'm the only candidate running that has actually served time in that swamp. And I got a PhD in the swamp. I cannot imagine <laughs> being governor without knowing how the legislature works. Right. Mm. And it's, it's really, for me, I don't need a new job. I'm not looking for a new career. I've got, I'm very successful. I don't need any of that. Yeah. It really puts me at a distinct advantage for everybody else. Cause I'm here for the solutions. I'm not here for a new career. I don't care about the political ramifications as much as I do solving the problems. And we've got a lot of problems in Texas, and I've got the comprehensive solutions to solve those, whether it's, you know, I I just ask everybody, is the border secure? We have the highest property taxes in the nation. I know. No one's got confidence in our elections. We're losing the culture war. I can go all the way down the list and, 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 
Texans are tired of the lies and the broken and empty promises. And, and so it's going to be a new day when I win and we're going to win. We're on a path to win. Let's test I, I just want that. this interview to be between me, me and Don right I, now. I've okay. It's, because it's like, you're done. this is, this is You're my done. Texas. This and is God's I, country. And I just shut your mic off. <laughs> See how that works? That's, I'm just going to keep it down like that for a second. I, I, I want to test the metal a little bit of some of your leadership, if you don't mind, Don. So let's let's go back just to 2020, around March, shutdowns come into play. How would you have responded and acted at that time if you were governor to for the people of Texas? What does real leadership look like? No cheating off of the people in Florida now. <laughs> Sure. Well, thank you for that question, because I'm on record in exactly how I would respond if I was governor. Abbott shut us all down. I put a tweet out warning everybody he was going to do that because he yeah. listened to that lion Fauci up on it. And nobody would have who would have believed this virus came from a bat soup. I mean, really? And, and we've been lied to so much about this. I mean, I never. Hey, I'm a Boy Scout uh, guy, you know, we boil your soup before you eat it. So uh, anyway, we, Abbott didn't have the authority to do what he did. I put an, an op-ed in the newspapers uh, uh, the third week of April of 20, begging Abbott to open the state back up and quit listening to these lies. Wow. I mean, in, in two weeks, he put three million Texans out of work. Yep. Three million. Yep. And uh, tens of thousands of businesses were destroyed. And, and, and gentlemen, let me tell you this. The, this was one of the catalysts for me to decide to run. Because he closed our churches. Yep. He closed our churches on the holiest Easter season of Sunday. the year. Easter. Yep. Yep. Easter. And then for you couldn't bury the dead. You couldn't get married. You couldn't get baptized. You couldn't visit the sick. Yep. Every way the state responded to that, to this pandemic or whatever you want to call it, was on him. He yep. had complete authority to do what he wanted to do, and he used it. And he closed our churches. And you couldn't, you couldn't hold the hand of the dying. I mean, our, this is in 2000 years, we've never closed our churches. You're talking about possible salvation of souls. It didn't nine months of a mass mandate. I mean, here's a guy that's just a political windsock blowing in the air, trying to figure out what the what the, where the political winds are blowing. I never would have done any of that. Another reason I wouldn't have done that, because I understand the fundamental role of government. It's yeah. always to defend your God given liberties. Your liberties come from God and not the government. He doesn't have the authority to take it away. That's why we have a constitution. Yeah. And, and he also forgot another fundamental role of government. This is a true patriot never blindly follows government. A true patriot right. questions government. That's yeah. right. Mm. Whoa, you're giving, you're giving an organ. I, I just like that. I might be with Gabe. <laughs> Don, so, so much of what's gone on, especially the last couple of years, has been a revelation of how risk-averse people are. How, yeah. how much people hate taking responsibility for their actions. Everybody wants to kick it to someone else, yep. blame someone else. And so that's why I think you end up with losing your liberty because we want to kick the responsibility to government and government officials to take care of us so that there's no, uh, there's no liability, no risk. But to have real freedom, you have to be willing to take risks. You have to be willing to take responsibility for yourself, for your healthcare decisions and so forth. Um, do you think Texas is ready for that kind of freedom? Are they ready to actually take responsibility for themselves and take the risks that go along with that? I do. It's in our DNA. It's in our structure. That's how the state was. Uh, you know, we were our own country uh, for 10 years. Uh, it, this is Texas. Amen. Amen. Uh, That's and, right. And it's really it's really true. <laughs> of any place in the United States of America that's ready to be personally responsible for our own actions is Texas. 
Now we've been in flooded. I mean, we've been flooded in. I, I, there's no doubt that the Democrats have moved in here by the millions, by the millions. And a lot of it's because of the border situation. Mm. Our border has been wide open for decades. And yeah. a lot of this was done to us by Republicans. This is a premeditated attack on Texas, and it's changed the culture of Texas. And we're losing the culture war. I just put it to you right now, guys, if we don't step up and try to win everything we've got, this culture war, I guarantee you we're done. We're yeah. done for. Yeah. I mean, they took prayer out of the school in 61. They took the Bible yeah. out of the school in 62. Yeah. We have two generations of five million graduates a year in the state school system that don't have a real a comprehensive foundation of morals. Yeah. They, when you took Jesus out of the classroom, our, our Judeo culture, out of the school system, what are we left with? We're left with agnostics and atheists yep. and, Evolution. And, and, and modernity, and, and these kids are just floundering around. Yeah. But now we've got transgender ideology flooding our schools. We've got pornography in our schools. Yep. We've got the leftists have taken over our universities that train the teachers, for instance, and the teachers get certified in the university by leftists and they're spreading that poison throughout the system. That's just one example yep. of many that the power of the governor can change with the, because the governor appoints the board of regents of every university. So we're inevitably doomed if wow. we don't stop this evil right now. Socialism always leads to communism. It always leads to tyranny. That's right. And the horrors are coming. That's right. So Look, we, I just go ahead. I, no, go keep ahead. going, you preacher. Preach, keep going, preacher. Preach. Preach, preach. I'm just telling you how it is. <laughs> and then people might not like the truth, but we got to wake the sheep up. Yep. We have to awaken the sheep to restore the liberties that have been stolen from us, yeah. to awaken them to the power of the individual, that what one individual can do, wake them to the power of the Constitution, the free market, capitalism, and the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And when we do that, that's what a leader is. I put to you that Alexander the Great was famous quote is always give me a give me an army of sheep led by a lion versus an army of lions led by sheep. <laughs> we, we can't sit on the sofa anymore. We're out of time. We've lost more liberty in the last 20 months than we could have lost. In that's that's, that's, that's right. absolutely true. And that's yeah. why I'm asking. So with all that, the case, I kind of want to piggyback off of Pastor Toby's question a little bit and maybe ask with, with, you just rattled off a bunch of problems that we have. And I think that these aren't, um, these are all connected to kind of one center thing, right? If you're a leader, which you are, and you get into the position of governor, what, is the place that you're saying we're going to focus here first? Where do you start? Kind Where, of yeah, or? yeah, because I think that center point actually is the pendulum that all this swings on. So you got to be thinking like, okay, if we focus at this particular center, this is going to have a domino effect to everything else. Do you have that place that you want to focus on, or is it more than one spot? Uh, no, it's it, it's really not. And it really what I'm going to focus on is to make sure everyone understands what courageous leadership's all about. I'm never asking permission from the federal government to do anything. Woo! I'm here. I, I'm here for Texas and what's best for Texas. Yes. I'm never asking their permission to close the border down, to put prayer back in the schools or anything else. Wow. My legislative priorities are spelled out clearly on my website because I want to be accountable. You know, most candidates run for office. They don't have policies. First of all, most of them are too stupid to have them. And, and second, <laughs> They don't want to be accountable because the That's more you right. put out there, the more accountability you got to be. I want to be accountable. I don't need a new job or a new career. And and my border, the border is the number one issue for Texas. OK. And really okay. for the United States of America. 
I've got a clear plan to secure that border. My legislative priorities are, are the Republican Party legislative priorities that we never get done. And number one is getting rid of property taxes in the state of Texas. Oh. Every state's got property tax. We don't have an income tax down here. Yep. But every we got the, one of the highest, if not the highest property taxes in yep. the nation. It's really? gross. And oh, every, it's gross. most countries have it. Yep. Wow. I'm going to prove that we can have economic liberty without ever having any property tax, without renting your home from the government, your land, your yep. ranch, your farm, your business, yep. your inventory in your business, all of it's really owned by the government. And we have no control what the rent's going to be. And it just keeps going That's up right. and up. How, how do you how do you how do you do that? How do you let people, how do you get rid yeah, of property how taxes? How do you get rid of property taxes and still think because no one thinks like if you get rid of property tax, the whole world is going to collapse. Fall Bridges apart, will fall no apart. Money. Roads won't work anymore. Public schools. How do you pay your bills? Well, I appreciate that question, Aiden. You're exactly right. That's what a lot of people think. Oh, this is political rhetoric. Oh, this isn't going to work. It does work. I worked on it for years with some of the best minds in the state and think tanks. It's a math problem. All we got to do is replace yep. where the money comes from. And here's how we're going to do it. It doesn't happen overnight. This mm -hmm. is my plan's eight years, yep. maybe 10 years, depending on the state revenues. Okay. But it'll take eight years to put it on a glide path to zero. Yep. We, so we cut a little bit every year of the property taxes. We're going to use we're going to cut state spending and use a surplus in state revenues. The state of Texas has a lot of revenue. We've got oil and gas revenue. Sales taxes are biggest hotel, motel tax, liquor tax. We got a lot of revenue that's yep. grown a lot every year, eight to 10 percent. We take 90 percent of that growth every year and we buy down property tax with it for eight years. And we shift a lot over to sales tax. And we don't, we'll never have an income tax in Texas. Yep. And I'm going to make sure that everybody in Texas votes on the plan that I get out of the legislature. So when they weigh in on it, I want them to weigh in on it. And it, this will be a constitutional amendment. So when I cut the head off that snake, it won't grow back. Wow. But this, this is very doable. We keep all the local governments that depend on property tax fully funded. And this, we're not changing the funding formulas of the school districts. We're just changing where the money comes from. So, 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 hang on here. No, 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 no. It's my no. turn. I, I was quiet. Governor Don, Don. Governor Don, move to Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> you sure? You, you might. You got now, a cousin out here? Uh, any family? Cousins, <laughs> relatives? Hey, I love Idaho. <laughs> I love Idaho. It's, it's like, like, like good elk. Yeah, great elk. It's like the redheaded stepchild of Texas yeah. a little bit. You know, yeah. kind of, kind of like that. Um, Governor Don. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just call it like just, it is. Just go. Governor Don. It, it rolls off your tongue. Um, yeah, there you go. The other. So you mentioned the border was a big was probably one of your central problems that you're going to deal with. Um, but, uh, similar to Idaho, I think one of my, one of my going theories in Texas is one of the reasons why Texas is going blue is because it's homegrown. Okay. Sure. You know, uh, Elon Musk is moving to California, uh, from California to Texas, but he's actually kind of moving there because of the conservative politics right. in one sense. Um, so I, I think the people moving in aren't the bigger problem. I think we're homegrown liberals through our public school system. And if and if if Republicans want to be a serious party in the next forty years, they have to deal with that the liberalism that's being you know indoctrinated yeah, in our good, kids. Yeah, that's what are you doing? Amen. What are you going to be doing about public schools, man? That's a, that's a culture war that I'm talking about. You're totally correct. Absolutely. And I and, and what I was saying is that the governor appoints the board of regents and the uh, of all the state universities and colleges. That's uh -huh. that's on the governor. Mm -hmm. okay. Imagine if our universities 
leadership was all conservative patriots, people that believed in yeah. Jesus and, and I said be. the exceptionalism yep. of America and flushed out all the left that were training everybody. Yep. I mean, that's where it starts. I mean, that's where the rubber meets the road is in the universities and also the government agencies. Our government agencies are are flooded with leftists. Yeah. They run the bureaucracy in Austin, Texas, which is thousands and thousands of people. Most of them are leftists and the directors of those agencies are leftists. I personally have flushed them out during this campaign. I got the CRT pulled down on the, one of the largest government agencies in the state department of family protective services, 13,000 people work there. They had an onboarding document, for instance, 29 pages long. There was nothing but Marxist philosophy that you had to take a test on and watch a video. We found that out about that. We pulled it. We got the agency to pull it down because Abbott's in a primary. Now look, Abbott does, Ab, these are Abbott's appointees. Wow. I got them to pull down the transgender training for all the foster kids. And that's in the campaign. Wow. I tell you what I'm, you know, just imagine what I can get done as governor. I mean, look, my opponent's a 30 year career politician, Greg <laughs> Abbott. He's never really had a primary opponent in 30 years. Wow. This is the first time he's ever going to have to be accountable to the Republican Party in Texas. Wow. He knows I'm after him and I'm going to catch him and give him a retirement party. <laughs> <laughs> John, uh, you, you say this on your on your website. You have all your issues up there. It says, as a Christian, my stance on abortion will never change. As governor, I will abolish abortion in Texas. I'm not waiting around for a gutless Supreme Court to give Texas Ooh. permission to protect our children. Um, how are you going to do that? And, and can you really do that? Make me a believer, man. Make me a believer. <laughs> well, I'm, of course, I am for life from conception to natural death, no exceptions. Even with the heartbeat bill we got done, uh, the legislature got done, right. I'm not in there now, but even that they got done this year, we're going to lose 25,000 kids in Texas in the next 12 months, at least to abortion. Wow. This is not, this is not acceptable. Right. I'm wow. for the abolition of abortion completely. Just remember there's three legs to the stool of our government, the, the executive branch, legislative branch, and judicial branch. Right. Them old judges don't enforce the law. Yeah. All they do is try to interpret the law mm -hmm. from either the Constitution or what the legislatures wanted. Well, the executive branch is the one that enforces the law. I just leave it at that. I'm not asking permission from the federal government to save 25,000 Texans lives every year. That's right. Mm. Amen. So, but specifically, let's, so you get elected and you want to start saving Texas, you know, babies in Texas. What does that look like? What, what's the what's the step you take? Um, are you going to, you know, are we going to play chicken with the federal government? What does that look like? It looks like all that. That's correct. We'll we'll try to get a bill done in the legislature to abolish abortion in the state of Texas. And when I do, I'm not that if that's the law in Texas, that's the law we're going to we're going to operate under. Mm -hmm. okay. And so, Don, can you got any more time? I know we've already burnt our time. But you got some more time to stick with us because I have just like, I do. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. So here's my question. Uh, uh, since you know that Republicans seem to have a sign of somewhat of a weak backbone, do you think that you even have a backbone? Well, I was being nice. It's like a noodle. I was leaving it up to Don to be able to answer that question. But do you think that that's going to be your problem is dealing with Republicans? Because I'm going to be honest with you. I don't hear yeah. anybody Republican in Texas or anywhere else for that matter outside. I've got to say the governor in Florida, DeSantis. I haven't heard anybody quite speak as bold as you. 
And when that kind of boldness comes out, what you start getting is crabs in a barrel, right? They're going to come after you and it's going to be not the left. It's going to be Republicans. And so I'm wondering kind of how do you plan to put some vibranium backbone back inside the Republican Party? You know, that's a that's a really great question. And as I said, I'm the only candidate that served in that swamp. I know what they want. And I've given this a lot of thought. This is not a whimsical decision for me. I would never come out with these policies if I didn't think I could implement them. I don't, I'm, because I'm not like all the other Republicans that campaign one way and govern a different way. Have you, there's nobody in Texas that does it. Every Republican in Texas says they're conservative. Ninety percent of them are liars. They Ooh. don't have the courage. And my yeah. record speaks for itself. I was always the most conservative voting record in, in the history of the state of Texas. And I delivered on that. I, here's the thing. I know what these what these uh, rhinos want or everybody in the legislature. They want to pass a bill. Mm -hmm. They've got all this staff and they staff exist to, for policy to pass legislation. They'll they'll author in the Texas Senate. There's only 31 state senators. There's only 18 Republicans. And they all want to pass their bills and they they'll they'll submit 50 pieces of legislation, 80 or 100 or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. That's all they there for. Mm -hmm. Well, I get last call as governor on every bill. That's right. I can veto every bit of it or none of it. It's the same with the budget. The governor works on the budget six months before session and I get last call on it after the legislature finishes with it. And I get line out of veto on that budget. And let me tell you, they all want the money. Everybody yeah. wants the That's money. Right. And, and I've got control over that. It's huge tools in the toolbox. I know those tools. I know those tools better than Greg Abbott ever knew them yeah. or anybody else running for governor. Mm -hmm. I know how to get legislation done. And you're right. When you say my battles are with Republicans, I was cussed at and screamed at on the floor of that Texas Senate more than I've ever been in my adult life. And it was by Republicans. Wow. The Republicans, my battle was almost always with the rhinos, not the Democrats. Democrats are never with you, but it was always the Republicans because, like I said, they want to govern one way and campaign a different way. Wow. Wow. I, if I was in Texas, I, I think I know uh, who I'm voting for. So so uh, last question and okay. most important, we all know that barbecue is going to be in heaven. What is your favorite <laughs> barbecue restaurant in Texas? Oh, oh, that's a well. Oh, oh, uh, come on now. Yeah, I, you know, and if I'm in Austin, it's County Line Barbecue. Yep. I really like that a lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, Terry Black's in Dallas. All right. Terry Black's in Dallas, there man. They go. got big old, huge. I mean, they don't cut the rib in half. They just serve the whole I, side of the cow. I, hear, right? I haven't been there yet. We're going to be in Dallas in March, and so I'm going to write that well, down. And I, I don't know if you just won your campaign or lost your campaign off of that decision. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I, I forgot to tell you, Pecan Lodge, too. Is very good. <laughs> there we go. Is, is Pecan Lodge in Dallas? Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh, man. All really right. Good. Thank you. But you got to get there early. They'll run out of them. All right. So, Don, give everybody your website and where they can keep track of you at. Sure. Absolutely. Hey, guys, the campaign's go, is go on fire. I just want to make sure awesome. everybody awesome. out there knows it. Early voting has already started in Texas. We're really? the first state to go off on our primary. It's And uh, the March 1st is the election day, March the 1st. But you can okay. vote early all the way up to that. And so this is this is a uh, the last minute of the fourth quarter right wow. now. Okay. Wow. And we're out. This is this is it. Okay. So uh, donhuffines.com. That's H-U-F-F-I-N-E-S. Donhuffines.com okay. to make an endorsement or or to make a donation. I've got uh, millions of dollars raised in this campaign. I'm in this to win. I'm I'm not in it to send a message. 
uh, I'm here to win to save Texas. So we got a chance of saving the country. And the first thing we're going to do is close that border down and deport all the illegals in the state of Texas. I'm warning everybody in the country, every every town in the United States now can be a border town. Two mm, million sorry. illegals have flooded into this state in 12 months, unapprehended from 150 different countries. Wow. No country in the world would tolerate what Texans are having to deal with. And we've got a governor that won't deal with it. Wow. So uh, the federal government's never going to secure the border. Right. They never have, never will. Yeah. The only chance we have is a, a courageous governor of Texas. And I'm sorry to go off on this, but this is why this election is the most important election in, in 22 and maybe in the history of our country, because this is a premeditated attack on the country and on Texas. Mm. Don Huffines. Yeah, man. You know, you're welcome back here anytime you want to come, Don. I just want you to know that, okay? <laughs> Thank you, guys. All right. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until next week, until Sunday, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, Amen. laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. That's right. When tyrants take over, what's the first thing they do? Disarm. It happened in Russia, China, Germany, and most recently, Afghanistan. Why? Because disarmed people are easier to control. And over the last century and a half, American tyrants have been carrying out a slow, methodical disarmament that no one is talking about. State education. Tyrants know that education is warfare. Our rulers have a vested interest in making you totally harmless. They've got big plans and they don't want you getting in the way. Think about it. Would you rather fight an army decked out with high-powered rifles or a bunch of dinky water pistols? They know that if you can think critically, you're a threat. At New St. Andrews College, we want to graduate men and women who are dangerous. Dangerous to the world. Dangerous to the principalities and powers. Dangerous to spiritual wickedness in high places. Education can either arm you or disarm you. It can make you a threat or make you a useful idiot. <laughs> so, where you get that education counts. Click the link to apply to New St. Andrews College today.